song too better days guys welcome happy tuesday it feels like i'm losing my voice but i'm not it's just i've been talking a lot all day today so bear with me with the raspy rasp uh welcome to the melanated way uh we are covering 90 day to single life season three episode six fishing for the truth and woo, this episode was good just because it was so wild natalie but it wasn't like as fast paced as i thought it was gonna be but it's all good. Uh, shout out to the live chat. And guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. And let's just jump into it. So Debbie, Crystal's in the house. Hey, girl, hey. And Joslo, look at the fam is showing up. Love it. So Debbie's packing for Canada. She's coming to Vancouver, my hometown. And uh she feels like it's going to be a test because we already know that Tony has asked her to move in because, you know, in a couple of weeks, Debbie's going to be homeless, right? Because she has to move out of her house. Now, again, you know, I know I brought this up before, but like, if she doesn't want to move, why doesn't she just get a roommate? Like she was willing to go move in with her bestie, Audrey. Why not just bring in a roommate? I guess she doesn't want to live with a stranger. I don't know. But um, I also do know that her and Tony are getting on very, very, very well. So that move is going to happen. So she's going to go visit uh, Tony in Vancouver before she figures out where she's going to stay. So in essence, you know, she's about to be homeless, but she's going to come up to the Pacific Northwest. And it's only the second time they've seen each other, right? Because he came down to Vegas. Now she's going to go see where he lives. And, you know, they're going to see if it's a preview for the future. <clears throat> Krista says probably was already planning to move in with Tony and this was a reenactment. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. So uh, she flies out. And like I told you guys, it's an easy flight. Two hours later, boom, Vegas to Vancouver. Vancouver to Vegas. You could literally do it every weekend if you wanted to and had the ability and funds to. Um, so she rides at the airport and one of the things that was unfortunate and to all my Canadian fam and anyone that has traveled and, and come to Vancouver, listen, y'all, they renovated that airport. I'm going to exaggerate and say for 20 years, but there was this airport tax that you had to pay every time you came to the airport, just pay, 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 pay. And the renos are beautiful. Like Vancouver um, International Airport is one of the most beautiful airports in the West. It's a gorgeous airport uh, now that they've done all that, that reno. And I wish they would have shown it. Like she, he didn't even go inside. And the other thing that's so weird to me always, and I always talk to you about it. It's like, why, why does Tony not drive? Tell you guys, why does he not drive? And I know a lot of people don't drive in Vancouver because we have an excellent transit system but in Poco, like, y'all know what I mean. 
if you know Procoquitlam or Coquitlam or Surrey, like you, you're gonna have to drive. I want to know why he doesn't drive. Um, so they don't show the airport. I was disappointed in that. Um, but then he's outside. They're really cute together. I, I'm still very happy for Debbie because she really is happy, you know. And so they embrace, they hug, they kiss, and she rents the car because Tony doesn't drive. And y'all, that drive from Vancouver International Airport to Port Coquitlam is a beast. It's so long. It's so long. And she probably came in, it was still daylight. So I want to say like, you know, five or six, because by the time they got home, did you guys notice it was dark? Is because that it's not like, oh, five hour drive. It's just so much traffic. But good on her. Good on her for, for being the driver. Uh, so she gets to the house and she's not really that impressed um, with his house. And I was a little like taken aback because I'm watching uh, House of Dragon now. And I was like, oh, Tony probably watches that show religiously because his house is littered with dragons and skulls and knickknacks. I was like, this is like someone's grandma's house, except it's all like this type of stuff. So Debbie walks in and she's like, it's can you can imagine? Let me let me set up, <laughs> let me set it out for you. Let me lay out what's happening. So there are a lot of um so Coquitlam is mountainous. So there's a lot of mountains, hills around, and there's a lot of wildlife. And they've been building and building and building, but those animals are still there. And if you know me, you know that one time I went home and I was going to my car and I ran into a family of black bears and I, I made a video of it because I, I was here and the family of black bears are there. And if you know anything about black bears, mama black bears with their cubs are the most dangerous, right? Because they're the most protective. It was the wildest thing to me, you guys. I was like, oh Lord. So when he talked about uh, coyotes and bears being in your backyard, that really does happen. And there are trails um, throughout that people walk through the trails and you just have to be mindful that you might run into a wild animal. So he lives in this area, which is, um, he doesn't have a lot of neighbors, right? So his backyard is like a little mini forest. So you picture that and then you picture how dark it was, right? He doesn't have any lights in his driveway, which I thought was bizarre. And then you walk up to his front door and he's got like a string of skulls. And you can imagine, this is the first time you're going to your, your dude's house. You're like, what have I gotten myself into? What is this? She walks up the stairs and boom, skulls, you guys, skulls everywhere. Just skulls and dragons and skulls and dragons. And then I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I took the, this picture because what's that little blue fluffy thing? Is he supposed to be scary? So you randomly have all this like death and destruction. And then this little just blue, I don't know, squiggle. It's very random. So Debbie's a bit nervous. She's like, I don't, you know, I don't know where I am. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, <clears throat> I just don't understand what, what's going on here. And then the other thing, I couldn't get a great shot because they were videoing it, but his room has like tapestry 
it's like dark tapestry on the wall. He's got this um, Christmas tree. That's a black Christmas tree that he keeps up all year long. I don't understand the point of it. And apparently it has blue and purple lights and, and then a string of spiders. So I guess he just likes, you know, I don't even know what those people are called, but people who love like, you know, darkness, the occult. Maybe he's just that dude. Um, <clears throat> Joslo said, his house made me itchy like Jenny's kitchen and Ed's home. And Better Day said, vampire vibes. Uh, Crystal said, the Black Christmas tree I wasn't tripping on when the lights are off. It's probably cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I would want to have my home decor have a Christmas tree up all year long, but to each their own. So obviously the house is not exactly what she expected um, with all the dragons and skulls and everything, but he did tell her he was a collector of stuff. And I think he is a bit of a, like a, a pack rat, but I think maybe when you get older, that's just, you just accumulate a lot of stuff. I think that that's probably what it is. And his stuff just happens to be, you know, skull and crossbones. So he's been really sweet. I think he really, really, really enjoys her, you guys, because he's like, you know, I emptied out two drawers for you. And in one of the drawers, I bought you a bunch of sexy lingerie. He bought her a sweater because it's cold in Vancouver. And I thought that was very sweet. And I think Debbie thought it was very sweet. So Debbie gets herself comfortable. She gets into one of like the lingerie and part of that lingerie, you guys, she, I, apparently Debbie has never worn a thong. And so Tony had to teach her how to wear a thong, which I thought was hilarious. So she goes, she gets this robe on, they jump into the bed and they're getting frisky. Tony pulls out chocolate, like edible chocolate that he wants to like smother all over Debbie's body. And you guys, when I, I was like, Debbie's getting more action right now than me. Debbie is getting all the action, y'all. All the action. <laughs> and her dude is a freak in the sheets. <laughs> oh my God. So he paints the chocolate on her and then... <sighs> Yes, Crystal, all chocolate is edible, but you know what I mean? The 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 kinky stuff, not like a chocolate bar. It's already liquid form. The liquid form one where you just dangle it all over your body. Um, This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. So, Crystal. (laughs) Oh, y'all don't let me get away with anything. So, they have their sexy time. One of the things that uh, Jocelyn just brought up that I wanted to also 
mention because she said, do you know his marital status? I'm side-eyeing him because he was estranged from his mom for 20 years. Yeah, so that was a really interesting story, how he'd only talked to his mom one time this year, and prior to that, they hadn't talked for 20 years. So what's that backstory? What's that backstory? Oh, Joslo, a lady never tells. <laughs> Especially if this is not on our Patreon. Um, <clears throat> so I want to know what that backstory is. And I want to know why he wants to live by himself and not a, like close to people, not have neighbors, all of that stuff. So he may be a loner, right? He does have his two besties. He may be a loner, but I feel like there's more to that story. And I want to know what it is. You know what? Can you guys calm down in the live chat? Okay. Crystal Jaslo, I'm looking at you two specifically. So <clears throat> Tony likes her. He wants her to feel comfortable and want wanted because he's hoping that she moves in after this weekend. And, you know, I told you guys before that I'm okay with how fast they're moving because they're older, right? We don't know like what that time frame is going to look like. So like why? <laughs> oh my God, you guys are awful. <laughs> I'm just saying. What brand of chocolate do I recommend? What brand of chocolate do I recommend? Tony wants to make her feel comfortable. And so he's hoping after this trip, he can then make one more trip back to Vegas in the next upcoming weeks so that they can drive back and Debbie can live with him and they can live happily ever after because he sees himself going to bed and waking up with her for the rest of his life. And so... I can't I can't even look at the live chat anymore. You guys are throwing me off my game. So it's the next day and she's making breakfast and they're finding out that, hey, yeah, we don't know each other. He cooks one way, she cooks another way. She wants to do it her way. He's used to doing his things his way. But that's all stuff that they're going to just learn in time, right? And some of it is stuff that I think that is not going to be a big deal. If the eggs get cooked, who cares how you cook them? as long as they get cooked. If you cook it all up on, in one pan together, okay, good. If you throw in all your ingredients separately, okay, fine, doesn't matter. You're eating, it's food, you'll be all right. As long as they're fundamental core issues, which even though I think they're older, they need to have those conversations still, right? Because right now they're in romantic la-la mode. And so it's all about them not being lonely anymore because they have both been single for a very long time. They've both lived on their own for a very long time. And now they're both in a relationship. So that feeling of being wanted and noticed, right? That is like a, it's like a drug. It's going to suck you in. And so they're in that phase now. Plus absence makes the heart grow fonder. So they're going to have to have the real conversations about the money and the bills and how much is she paying? How much is he paying? Even amount of sex that these two are having, like, is that sustainable long-term for them? 
Hey, B. So, <clears throat> besides having breakfast, they're going to meet up with Tony's best friends, Jen and Sean, and have dinner with them. And the friends, they meet up. They don't show the city. Again, I thought that was a missed opportunity um, because Vancouver is quite beautiful. And if you haven't been, at least you'd be able to see, right? I just feel like when the cast travels, they should really just show the city a little bit more. Like, yeah, we get that they're at dinner, but like show show where, how they got to dinner. That's what I would think, but that's just me. So they meet up with Jen and Sean and the friends are like, you know, how long have you guys been together? I know that, you know, Tony probably seems very eccentric to you, but he's a great guy. And, you know, the issue is that he's li he hasn't lived with anyone for like 20 years. And Debbie says, yeah, I haven't lived with anyone for 15 years. I was like, um, you've lived with Colt your whole life. What are you talking about? The past 15 years, you never you lived with Colt, and that's what Colt was your pseudo head of household man. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I was like, Debbie, um, what do you, what's your definition of you haven't lived with anyone? Hmm. Anyways, so <clears throat> the friends ask a bunch of questions. Um, and they're like concerned. They're like, how long have you guys been together? And this is like their third date in actuality. And Jen's like, you know, there's so many things that could go wrong because you guys don't really know each other. And then did you guys peep this where the friend threw in a bit of shade? Only the Canadian way where you, you're saying nice things, but you have to actually listen to the words because you're like, oh, wait, did she just throw some shade? So she says, you know, I think Debbie's all over the place and he's more of a straight shooter, he being Tony. And so opposites don't always attract. I was like, the shade. She shaded them and had a smile on her face. But Debbie's having some doubts now that the friends are putting those doubts in their head. She's like, you know, I don't know if I want to leave my whole entire life. I don't know if I want to leave my friends and my family. And she especially doesn't want to, doesn't know if she wants to leave Colt because she feels like she won't be able to mend her relationship with Colt if she moves to Canada. And my whole take on this is, you know what, Debbie, go and live your life. Colt clearly bounced on you. He talks crazy to you. If you need maybe some distance because you guys have been so codependent for so many years, maybe the distance will help you. And maybe the distance will make it so that you guys have, have grown into your own lives and then can come back together and have like regular normal conversations. Now, Joslo is bringing up the five cats. Oh, those five cats. Oh, uh, yeah. They have to talk about those five cats is... Tony going to be cool with five cats roaming around his house and probably, you know, don't cats like get into things and knock shit over and all that stuff. I don't know because I don't have any cats and I am not a cat fan, but I won't go there again today. Um, but they'll definitely have to have that conversation. It'll probably be a deal breaker because I don't think Debbie would give up those cats for anyone. If she's not going to give those cats up for her best friend, then I mean, five cats. Eek. Eek. 
All right, you guys, Natalie. Natalie is like my favorite right now because she's so buck wild and she just doesn't make any type of sense to me because she just expects so much so soon. But when she saw, let me not jump ahead too much, but when she saw that ex-wife, <laughs> oh, Natalie. Oh, Natalie. So she's still pissed off that he flew her over, rented her an Airbnb. Don't forget that they've only gone on three dates, so he doesn't really know her. But she's still pissed that she's not allowed to stay at his house. Right, because she feels in his her mind that he's not quote sharing his life with her. So she's getting ready and she's getting all mad. And she's also mad that she's meeting the ex-wife and his son. And she's not having it, right? Like she just doesn't really want to do it, but she's gonna do it. She thinks it's weird, but she's gonna do it. So Josh pops over, brings her a coffee. They have like a regular greet, which is the first time since anytime I see them, she does that weird body thing, like a nervous, weird thing. Um, But this time she just like gave him a regular kiss, side-eyed him a little bit, but then he brought her coffee. So she calmed down a little and she wanted to know like, what are the plans? So she's not really dressed up, which is the first time we I've seen that for Natalie. She's got like a black t-shirt on and some shorts. And they're going to go on, on Candace's boat and they're just going to go on the lake. They're going to go fishing and just, you know, have a nice day out. And Natalie's already thinking it's not normal to be friends with exes. She's like, is it normal? I don't think it's normal. And Josh is like, well, I don't really have a normal situation. Like my whole life is not normal. Right. Cause yeah, he has two baby mamas. He works all the time and he's close to his ex-wife of nine years they're like best friends. So is that typical? No. And my question to you guys in the live chat, do you think exes can just be friends? Do you think exes can just be friends? Crystal says, I was surprised by Natalie's attire too, just for her, not regular folks. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised she even just packed a t-shirt and shorts. We've never seen that on about Natalie. So yeah, can exes be just friends? Better Day says, no, they cannot. So <clears throat> Natalie's nervous. She's like, you know, I just hope that they like me and I want them to like, you know, be okay with me because if they're not okay with me, then Josh is not going to be okay with me. And Josh explains that he, him and his ex have a long history together. They're very close and it's always going to be that way. And that's that, like, they're not going anywhere. So Natalie, I better come on board or keep it pushing. Um, Jazzo says, after several years, I can say my ex and I are friends. And Crystal says, it depends if there's been a lot of time in between. Yes. And Blue Panda says yes as well. I think exes can be friends only if there's no lingering feelings and there's no um, reverting back to that level of comfort that you once shared, then perhaps you can be friends. Um, 
And I also think distance helps. Like it helps if you don't live in the same city or it helps if they don't live down the street from you so that, you know, but I think some people can do it. I mean, look at Tim and Veronica, they do it, but also too, they're both not in long-term relationships. So it depends. Anyway, so they drive uh, over to the lake and Natalie's face, and I didn't take a picture of it and I'm sorry. So what I'll do is I'll just put this up because I need you to see at least how Natalie normally dresses, right? So Natalie is more this girl, flashy. And so if you haven't seen the episode, she's literally just in a black tee and shorts. Totally like chill. And when she's walking the docks, you guys, and she sees, it's like a beautiful, it's the lake, a beautiful boat, and then a beautiful woman. <laughs> Her face was like, what the hell? <laughs> I died of laughter. I died of laughter. And Natalie's like, oh my God, Candace is a very beautiful woman, but I am beautiful woman too, she says. I never compete. Well, the simple fact that you say you never compete tells me that you compete. And the simple fact that the first thing that came out of your mouth was, oh my God, she's beautiful, also tells me that you compete and you judge other women based on how they make you feel about yourself. <clears throat> hey, Graham19, welcome to the live. So right away, you guys know that she's going to be insecure. She's going to be insecure because Natalie feels like she's so beautiful and she has to be the most beautiful woman in the room, right? So she's angry that she didn't dress sexy. And she literally says, I just wore a black tee and his ex came naked. Natalie, she had like a, a one of those workout bra tops on and shorts. She just is in amazing shape. She wasn't anything super grandiose. and But Natalie could not take it. She was like tripping from that moment. And as soon as she saw Candace, her whole body language changed. I thought she was going to be able to pull off being chill. But no, because, you know, we know that she's like a 13-year-old and has temper tantrums. And so she was having a silent temper tantrum. So they're sitting there and she's just silent. They're trying to make conversation with her. She's silent. And then Natalie asks about Candace's tattoo. And she has like some, I don't know, they look like two little dragons to me. And Candace returns the small talk and says, do you have any tattoos? And Natalie says, yeah, a lot. Josh goes to be like familiar with her and he's like, oh, let's show them and goes to touch her. And she freaks out and says, what's your problem? Oh, wait, what? 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 Why did you take it from zero to one? Oh, because you're Natalie. So he tries to smooth out that situation. He's like, oh, you know, she's just trying to like get acclimated. But I was like, Josh, if you're already having to make excuses for Natalie's crazy behavior, that is not a... Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Good luck. So Candace is like, well, you know what? <clears throat> Let's just, you know, go. Are you ready to go? Let's go out on the lake. So they go out on the lake. And Natalie finds out that, you know, Candace and Josh had been married for nine years and they're still very, very close. And she's not feeling comfortable with it. So while they're trying to teach Natalie to fish, because she's already in her tantrum mode, she's like, what's the logic of this? I don't get it. She thinks it's stupid. You think fishing is stupid? Then why did you agree to go fishing? Why did you agree to learn to go fishing? If now you're going to have this temper tantrum, oh, it's because Candace is hot and you're jealous. That's why. So Candace and Natalie have a little bit of alone time. And again, Natalie is projecting all of her insecurities by asking a bunch of questions like, you know, you're beautiful. Josh is beautiful. Like, why are you guys not together? And Candace is like, because we just figured out we were better as friends and we were very close. He's like my best friend. Um, And are you going to be okay with that? And Natalie lied to her face and said, yeah, she'd be okay with that. Natalie, you're already not okay with it. So why would you say you're going to be okay with it? Because I can already see the fireworks about to happen. And then she asks about whether Candace has met any of his other previous exes. And she's like, well, I've only met two other ones. And you know, why didn't they work out? And she's like, I don't know. I don't get up in Josh's business like that. Like, I just don't know. And then she's like, well, are you married? Right? She's asking all the questions that will affect her directly. And she's like, I'm not married, but I have a boyfriend. Um, And then Natalie's like, well, you know, she's trying to say, you guys, she's trying to say that she's different than all the other girls that, um, Josh has dated, meaning that she thinks she's better than. That's what she was trying to say. But it came across differently to Candace because Candace is like, yeah, you are, you are, you are different. Usually the women that Josh has dated, they're they're definitely younger and and um they they have a different style. And that killed Natalie. She literally got her butt hurt. And Natalie's hurt by it. She's, she was literally hurt by it. She's like, oh, Candace is direct and indirect at the same time. Oh, it's because you have an age issue because you're on a time frame for your own self and you're trying to 
be on marriage number four and baby number one. And so, hey, Ray Della, hey, girl, hey. And so for Candace to be like, oh, yeah, you're much older and you definitely don't look like the other girls. And then to top it off, Candace is beautiful herself. It was too much for Natalie to handle. It was too much. She didn't feel like she was the youngest, most beautiful woman in the room. And now she had competition and she wasn't having it. Uh, God'll be me. Uh, don't know if you. What are you saying here? Don't know if you said this, but I'm sure they didn't work out. How did she not know that she wasn't cut out? Even worse than Shida and Bilal to be with a man who already has kids. He's not for her. <clears throat> And midwife Crystal said, maybe it's just me. Candace came off passive aggressive to me. Uh, I, I do feel like she was a bit passive aggressive as well. I think she was very territorial. I think that she knows that she can influence Josh because they are, quote, best friends. Um, and so she came in with that, like, power over Natalie. So I do think that, that you're right about that. Um. But I also just think that this whole situation is like, I don't know why Josh is putting up with it, to be honest, but I do know why he's putting up with it because, you know, he's getting TV time, but like, I'm not putting up with crazy after only three dates. That's not, that's not how we roll in real life. Um, so we'll see what happens with them, but I mean, I already know what happens with them. And let's just say that, uh, how will I put this? Josh is not new to the 90 day family. He's just new to your screens. That's what I'll say. All right, moving on to Veronica. Listen, Veronica is a better person than me. And I have said that last time and I'm going to say it this time. I just don't, I just, I just can't. And I, I, I'm allowed you guys to have my own personal opinion about this, but I just couldn't get sexy time in with someone who was like having an active herpes outbreak. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But bottles of wines later, it's the next morning and they are on quote their third date. So they had all the sexy time. And according to Veronica, she's 100% digmatized by Justin and so she's ready to start falling for him, have an open heart for him, um, and she's ready for him to be her boyfriend. So uh, they make a day of it. They go zip lining, which looked like so much fun to me. So they go zip lining, and she's a little bit nervous, but by the end of it, you know, they're having a really great time, and they they zoom off super fast, have all the fun, and then they're going to sit down and, you know, have some talk. So while they're talking, um, they both are on the same page. They're both like, you know what? We're totally vibing. I want to spend more time with you, uh, and I want to spend more time like this with us. I see potential with us. I see potential with you, and I want to pursue this. Is basically the conversation they start to have, right? Now, here's the thing. Um, 
and all the live chat people who are moms out there or parents out there, I need to know because I'm stuck. I have two, I have two mindsets on this. So I'm going to tell you. So first of all, it personally bothered me that when he was talking about his ex, he continued to say, we, we, we. Now I get it. We, because you're the parents of children, but the way it came across to me was like, we, as in you're actively still together. So it started to make me doubt. So after they've had this sexy time, romantic weekend, zip lining, all the, all the things, been on, you know, a few dates, this is their little getaway. He finally tells her that, oh, by the way, um, after my ex finishes nursing school, we might move back to Florida. And we moved here together. Um, and we don't know if it's really working out here. So when she finishes nursing school, we may have to move back to Florida to be like closer to family and get that support. And I, okay. So on the one hand, I get it because they probably are co-parenting. So they want to be in the same city and be close to the children. That's the one thing. But the second thing, like Veronica said, this is a little bit of a lie by omission because you went on a dating site, you meet this girl you don't tell her up front, hey, by the way, this might just be for fun and for short term because I may be moving in a few months. Are you cool with that? He doesn't say that. Now, also, my second thought is why pursue a relationship that you say you want to literally, you just five minutes said you see p potential if you're moving? And why are you moving? Do you have to move? Could you not be, you know, bi-coastal and have the kids in the summer or work something else out if you are really indeed that into Veronica and want to pursue and see where it goes? <clears throat> it was weird. It was weird. It was weird to me. And so I want to know if you were in a relationship where you were co-parenting and one of the parents was leaving to move to somewhere else, would you move with them? Crystal says, well, it sounds a bit like Tim and Veronica. If the tables were turned, I think they'd move together. Um, and Better Day says Tim and Veronica seem pretty codependent as well. And Linda says, yeah, I thought it was a bit awkward. Um, I don't remember hearing that Justin lived with his ex. If he lives with his ex, that makes it a thousand times worse to me. A thousand times worse to me. Like, no. So Veronica wasn't impressed. She's like, why wouldn't you have told me this before? Because you know that I would not have slept with you had I not thought we were going into a relationship together. And she's also upset because she's worried she's going to get attached and get her feelings hurt. She feels like this is a lie by omission and it's a huge red flag for her. And I agree. I just think like, I don't know, he's not talking about him. He's And I guess he can't because he has kids, but he just made, for me, he made it seem like him and his ex are still a we and an us versus her and I, if that makes sense to you guys. It, it was just a little too close for comfort. And the fact that he's willing to just pick up and leave. Yeah, you got kids, but you're also 
romancing someone new that you say you want to be in a relationship with, it doesn't make sense. One of these things don't fit together. And then the third little thing in the back of my mind was like, if this was not on international TV, I would think that he was still with that girl and side dating a side chick. Then they did this like weird little interlude with Tim and Chloe. They're cooking breakfast. Um, Okay, I'll just address this. Okay, I, I get it. So, and and Crystal's a midwife, and so she's in the medical field. She knows cold sores are common, but they emphasize it a bit much. He just became herpes just in a ninety day, and I applaud him for being open and honest. Because again, I would want to definitely know if I was being put in that situation. My issue is that he was having an active outbreak, and so. I just feel like this trip could have been done at a different time when he was was not in outbreak mode. Like, ugh. Now, for all of you guys that know me and watch my shows, you know I'm going to mention something. And I'll try not to dwell on it, but it just really bothers me because you're not at a cookout. So... Tim and Chloe are cooking breakfast. We find out that Tim doesn't really know how to cook and that (coughs) Chloe, (coughs) excuse me, Chloe, who is 15, is helping him learn how to cook like bacon and eggs. So they sit down at the table And why? You guys, you know, I'm just trying to hold it because I, I, that part, Raydella, that part, why? Why are you all, the decor of the kitchen was so beautiful. You spent all this time making a lovely breakfast and bonding. And then you pull out not only paper plates, but paper cutlery or plastic cutlery. Do you know that, listen, you guys, if you're trying to be eco-friendly and save the world, and you know all of all of these cities are going without single use plastic bags i'm just trying to understand why you're at home you're not having a barbecue you're not having a cookout you're not having a party why on your day to day are you eating from plastic and paper plates why I just, I don't get it. And it really bugs me. It really bugs me. Anyways, that's what they were doing. And Tim is talking to Chloe about what I thought was a little bit like an adult conversation, but I get that they're close and I guess 15. No, I I still think it's an adult conversation. So he basically was saying that he hadn't talked to Veronica and Veronica I brought up all these boundaries after one date with Justin and who is Justin after one date to make her make boundaries with me. And he misses talking to her uh, every day because they usually talk, you know, at least one time a day. But he's not worried about it because he doesn't think Justin will be around that long. 
because Justin is nothing to write home about. And I was like, um, I just really don't feel like you should have, I don't know, these dating conversations with children. Like, keep the adult conversation to adults. Thank you, Linda. I feel the same way. I didn't think it was an appropriate conversation for them. I feel the same way. I feel like let kids be kids. <clears throat> let kids be kids. And re the reason why, I won't go on a tangent, but I will say this. I think it's harder for kids nowadays because you're bombarded by all the social medias and, you know, constant sex thrown in your face, even if you don't know it or you haven't had it or whatever. And then you're growing up too quickly and babies are having babies who are having babies because they think that they are, they have to, because that's what everyone else is doing. And, and to throw on adults talking to children about adult dating and sex and love and all of that stuff, they're not there yet. Their minds are still forming. So why are you talking to her? Like that's your bro. That's you're her father figure. So why are you talking about your dating life like that with the kid? And uh, Crystal said it was a bit weird because they cut to Veronica in lingerie during this conversation. That whole, all of it, all of it, it's all just a bit weird to me. I just think it's not appropriate. So <clears throat> they have that conversation. Um, and then we go back to uh, the little cabin. Veronica's still mad about Florida and finding out so late. And Justin's not sure what to do about it. So they're driving back and they have a bit of a squabble in the car because she doesn't know what to do. He's like, well, do you want to still see each other and just date and see where it goes? Or do you want to not see each other um, and just break it off? And she's like, well, I can't answer that until... I need to know and get reassurances from you what you're doing. Like, are you moving to Florida? Are you not moving to Florida? Are you serious about this relationship? Are you not serious about this relationship? Like, I don't know what to do from here, she says, because I feel like you're like one foot in and one foot out and I don't want to get my heart broken for no reason. And she's also still mad that she knew that Justin knew she wouldn't sleep with him had she had known that he was moving in a few months. And so she needs some time to figure out. They have an awkward goodbye. Um, and she she has to figure out whether she wants to stay with him. I don't think she's going to stay with him. Because why, why bother? So that you can have a two-month boyfriend and then he's like, peace out. Hey, Stevie. Um, and last and certainly, you guys, why does Caesar think he's the prize? That That's all I want to know. Why does Caesar think he's the prize? I, it's very confusing to me. So this fool has the audacity. So he's leaving U Ukraine in four days. He had his date with uh, Katrina. And then he had his second date with Valentina. And now he's having his third date with Alana. And this, who's the fitness model. Now, this fool thinks that, so he's finding the love of his life, his soulmate, his future bride after one date? After one date? I, I, don't, 
I don't get it. So one of the things that was fascinating to me, you guys, is that she showed up. She was bubbly, um, happy, very like personable. And she shows up, she gives him a hug and she starts holding his hand immediately. And they're handholding within the first 30 seconds of meeting. And he's like, oh, I like this, that she's like so affectionate right away. And, oh, there's all the Lindas in the house. Linda Storis, Linda Anderson. Hey, Linda. Hey, girl. Hey. Linda says because he's a male. That part. Um, So this fool has the audacity to go like this. She's being super, the most um, affectionate and showing interest than the other two dates. And then he has the audacity to say, well, I don't know how I feel about it because my mind is on the other two dates still. What? What? Have you lost your friggin' mind right now? Have you lost your mind? You think that you're the prize, so you have all these options, so you don't, you, your mind can't stick to the one girl that actually might have a slight interest in you? Stop it. Stop it. Good night, Graham. Um, so they get in the car and he's like, you know, what do you what kind of guys do you like? And she's like, you know, I like older, mature men so they can teach me something. Cause she's 34 going on 35. And then they go to this Viking place, like a castle, Viking castle place where this was happening like there was i don't know people dancing and i don't know it was like a castle with a bunch of people dressed up and then they had this weird conversation because oh the other thing is alana doesn't speak a lot of english she speaks a little bit of english but not about a lot so the communication component is a little bit more tricky with these two because you know, Caesar speaks English and that's it. And so, you know, it was that slow talking that people do when they think that you, if they talk slower, you will be able to understand them. There was a lot of that going on. And so one of the things that they were talking about was the Kazakh Viking. And she's like, oh, this is the Kazakh Viking. And he thought she said vegan. And I was like, Caesar, why do you always get it wrong? Like you literally always get it wrong. What's your sign? Pisces. Oh, you mean like fishing? No, like astrology. Viking, no, vegan. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like he's mastered the English language at this point. Because, like, why would you... Anyways, this doesn't make sense. I just think he's crazy, in my personal opinion. And I think he's a little delusional because I just feel like he's reaching further than is necessary. <laughs> so she asked him about horseback riding. Have you ever horseback ride, gone horseback riding? And neither of them have. And so I thought that they were going to go horseback riding. But instead... Uh, they jump into the back of a carriage and go for a ride. And he's talking about how he 
thinks that they have more chemistry on this date and more than the other two dates. And he still thinks that even though they can't really communicate, they're vibing. Okay, but how... Okay, I need to take this down for a second. How How is that possible? You can't even communicate with someone like fully and thoroughly. How are you vibing with them? What is your... What is the depth of your relationship going to be? What? What? Because she's hot and beautiful and a fitness model? Because that's what it is. It's that superficial. For real, for real, you guys, it's that superficial. Because you can't even communicate and you're on this one date and all of a sudden, oh, you have so much chemistry. What? What did you guys even talk about? You, you guys said like four sentences the whole date. Whatever. Okay, so um, they spend the rest of their day uh, there and then they head back to his hotel. I was shocked because she got out and he was shocked. He thought he was going to get some, y'all. He's like, I can't believe that she's coming back to my hotel. Oh, no, she was just coming back to drop you off, fool. That was it. Because when I was like, she's coming back? That is, I know that that matchmaker has told all the women what the rules are. You're not going to give it up so easy because, you know, they're paying. And you want them to continue to pay because that's what this this is. So what you're not about to do is just go hit it and quit it on this first date. That's why if you guys notice, none of them kissed. They all did the quick exit every time you got a little too close. So. She comes in, she says, oh, it's been a long day, which if you guys go back to the other dates, they all said the same thing. So I even think that there's a script where here, this is what you say, this is how you end the date and you just say goodbye. And like you see here, she waved at him. She gave him a hug. She waved again. And that was the end of the date. And you know what Caesar said? He sees the future with her. You do? And what future would that be? Out of curiosity, is that your future wife that you said four sentences to? Uh, okay. Okay, Caesar. Do what you want and good luck to you. And don't be surprised. Facts, Linda said, professional daters, facts. Don't be surprised that if you end up in the same situation because she's making it clear when she says she likes older men that are mature that can teach her things. She means like, this older man who's mature better take care of her and teach her how to travel and teach her how to, um, you know, go and get the things that she needs and wants in her life. So we'll see. Well, and it's funny because the other Linda is saying, I don't get what they see in him. Well, they see the West, right? Linda, they see, they think that he's a foreigner and he's an American specifically and he paid to be there. So they're thinking that he has money. Right? They think that he has money. That's 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 what they see. They see cha-ching, cha-ching, and they're gonna be in for a rude awakening. If if red flag was available, they should all be like, This is a red flag. But then again, they want something specific and he wants something specific. So, you know, he wants eye candy and you know the the trophy wife but he doesn't have the trophy wife money 
and they want to be kept women. So we'll see what happens. I think he should just go home, date in his league, find himself a nice, I think he's North Carolina too, right? North Carolina girl and call it a day. Cause you know, he's almost 50 and he's acting like he's got all the time in the world to gallivant and find his future wife after one or two dates. And it, that is just not how it works. Yes, can't wait for Saturday, y'all. Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm going to pop in the live chat real quick before I go. Um, Warrior Mom says, this man is hard to watch. And Linda says, they can talk about being vegan. Facts. <laughs> and Joslo said, what happened to just a nice dinner date? And that part. Joslo says, I don't like that Caesar thinks it's up to him to, quote, pick a girl. Does he think he's the bachelor? He sure does. He sure does. He thinks he's the prize, Joslo. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for being here. And I will see you all very soon. Good night. Good night, Rodella. Good night.